You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson and I'm also here with Ben King to break down what we think is going to happen in the bowl game. How are you doing, Ben? Oh man, I am good uh merry christmas to our listeners and a happy new year we're gonna bring in the new year right with this one that's right yeah so before we get into this because this is no huddle but i have a joke okay and this is something caroline told me and so i'm gonna quiz you oh goodness so can you tell me what the auburn basketball team's favorite christmas song is no well no no well no well in 2019 yeah, that's right. Good job. I know our <laughs> listeners wanted to hear me sing, so thanks, Ben, yeah. for queuing that up. I, I didn't know the answer, but I saw that one on Twitter. Like, I didn't know. We hadn't discussed that before, so. <laughs> I know. I, I just pulled it out. I wanted to one. see. Of course, you've been up to the to the news and the media. Oh, it's so great. you know what's going on. It's great. I'm, I'm a huge fan of what's going on over there, and if you want to hear more about it, uh, how this season's going and even the game by game analysis that uh, is done on the E2C network, obviously get over to the inside the jungle podcast. If you are already over there um, where, you know, Kyle and uh, Drew are doing just a, such a great job of doing that. Um, so uh, go check them out over there. Um, but yeah, let's talk about this Outback bowl. Uh, it's where, where the blooming onion team blooming onion. And of course right. we got Aaron Sippus, um, but what we found was there's an Australian that's on Minnesota's team. Uh, what is his name again, Ben? He's basically two Australians. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh what was his name? Uh, Daniel Fale. Fale? I, think, I think that's close. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough. But this guy, he's, he's six foot nine, 400, 400 pounds. pounds. <laughs> 400 pounds. Like, it's insane. So, dude. To put this in perspective, we thought of who was the biggest player that we've played against, right? And we were Probably, thinking, you know, Mount Cody. Yeah. Mount Cody was only, was it 6'5", 345? 6'4". Yeah. 6'4". Yeah. 6'4", 345. And remember how big he was. Yeah. Now imagine a guy who is 50 pounds heavier and five inches taller. <laughs> That's insane. Absurd. This man, he's, one of, he's one of their offensive tackles. Like impressive as all he's he's a sophomore and nfl scouts are losing their minds over him i'm sure as they should be he's huge i mean what are they doing up there in minnesota to get these guys i mean that is a a real-time giant to be so tall and so big it's ridiculous i mean he, he doesn't look like unproportional no absolutely. he's just he's just gigantic 
Yeah. You wouldn't think he was that big looking at him until you see a picture of him next to a normal sized I mean, person. If you if you don't have your phone out, I mean don't be doing this while you're driving if you're listening to it. But if you aren't, look up the guy. He is insane. Like Daniel Falele, just look him up. I'm I'm sure you'll find him, but massive. Uh let's yeah. talk about just the matchup itself and, and kind of what this uh, matchup brings with Minnesota and Auburn. Uh, so Auburn, we're, sh- we're, we're really going for this 10 win season. Minnesota already has a 10 win season. It's really pretty, actually very impressive. Minnesota, this is their very first 10 win season since 1905, 1905 guys, 114 years ago. It's nuts. So they, they haven't been here in a while. They haven't been to a double-digit win season in a long time. And, and that's just a testament to what P.J. Fleck is doing over at Minnesota. You can just see, like, the culture over there is changing slowly but surely. Uh, where they, I don't know, they're becoming a pretty dominant uh, team that can pretty much duke it out with anybody in the Big Ten Conference, um, which is what they're they're really going after. They're They're trying to get to the point where they can really take on the Penn States, the Ohio States of the world. And I, I don't think they'll ever get to the point, I mean, maybe in 20 years or something, but not in the near future where they can really uh, get the same level of recruits, but they're just one or two notches below. And that's not to say that they have uh, very substandard recruits, they obviously have fantastic guys. Yeah, it's biggest just, man in college football. That and considering their their quarterback was the I think he's the Big Ten Player of the Year, quarterback of the year or something. Um, really, really crazy. Like he or passer of the year, sorry, um, or something like that. I mean, even he with is, Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, he had the That's most passing impressive. yards, I believe. So you're looking at a guy who who knows how to pass, um, and that's that's going to be a fun kind of dynamic to see how our defense goes against a guy like Tanner Morgan, um, who's their quarterback. who's had 300, 3000 yards passing 28 touchdown passes and six, only six interceptions the whole season. So he's going to be a guy we need to kind of keep in check. I know people are probably going to be talking about Minnesota's run game, but their run game is while it's obviously very good. You you can't just bat your eye at their pass game. Their pass game, they have two one thousand yards passers. Um, so I mean, you're, that's crazy. That that's just crazy in and of itself. Um, so it's just kind of like we we thought initially it was going to be like Purdue last year, where we just like ran over this team. I don't think we're going to be able to run over this team, but I still think that we can beat this team soundly. Um, Ben, what's your thoughts on Minnesota and uh, coming into this? Well, I mean, I love that their rush game is, you know, their strong suit because we do really well against rushing attack. And if they're going to put in extra linemen and just try to run it down our throats, we've got the front seven that is the most dominant in the SEC. And I'm sorry, but Big Ten talent just isn't where SEC talent is when it comes to the top. And when Minnesota is one of the top of the top, having, you know, their best team since ever we'll say uh like the matchup on the line is going to be good i realize that their offensive line is huge but our defensive line is stout so 
that's that's really where it's going to come down to, and I think that matchup is going to be good. When you look at the teams that you know Minnesota lost to, they lost to an Iowa team that they let almost put 50 points up on them, which is nuts, and then just got blown out by Wisconsin, 38 to 17. So I think we have a team that's similar to Wisconsin. I think we we're pretty much on the same level when it comes to the way we play, the style we play, and except we can pass a little bit better than Wisconsin can, and the defense that we have versus the way Wisconsin plays. So I think that's really where it's going to come down to. I realize that we have a seven-point favorite right now, but I feel like we should win by, you know, a significant margin. We'll go to that in a little bit. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited about the matchup. I love it. I love that we're playing one of the toughest Minnesota teams that they've had in the past 100 years. Yeah, and, and it's also a team that we, as Auburn, have never played before. So. Yep. It's a new matchup, which is always fun to see. Uh, and I don't know. I think it'll be a, a good way to end this season. Uh, and it sure sounds like uh, from all of the interviews of the players that the players are in a right state of mind, that they're not just going to blow this game off, that they know what's riding on this to finish out the season strong. Uh, and another thing I was thinking about, there, do you remember us at the beginning of the of this previous season talking about how important it was that guys like Derek Brown and Nick Coe and Marlon Davidson came back for their, their senior season or this, you know, this season where they can really take on like this leadership role. And I mean, their goal was to make it to the playoffs and hopefully win a national championship. Obviously fell a little bit short of that, but their, their thinking is, you know what? This Auburn team can have a 10 win season. And there's only 13 other Auburn football teams in all of history that have ever done that. So you're talking about some really important milestones that I that I know these these guys have in mind. Um, what do you think it does when a guy like Derek Brown um, says, "Hey, I'm coming back for the, to play in the bowl game," even though he's probably a top five, maybe for sure a top ten um, yep. kind of draft pick that's going to be picked up in the NFL. No, I mean, I think it's huge because, you know, you look at the season as a whole and the reason that we're not in the playoffs is not because of the defense. It's because of some of our offensive stagnation. So the defense itself, besides, you know, scoring more touchdowns in games, could not have played any better this year. They were just lights out. And the fact that, you know, our leaders care so much about this team and about the defense that they want to come back and put their bodies on the line one more time with their brothers uh, in the bowl game is just incredible. Especially, you know, I I wouldn't have blamed any of them for like sitting this out because they already came back for a whole season that they didn't have to. But, you know, Derek Brown, for one, being, you know, the first uh, All-American across the board that we've had since the 90s. And then his tweet on graduation day was fantastic. Yeah when he was like one of the best players in college football that's going to go to the pros, but he's more excited about, you know, graduating and getting his degree than he is about all of the accolades that he's, you know, dialed up. That's, that's pretty incredible. And that's just an Auburn man. And that's what, you know, Gus in particular is going after. I mean, we'll get to the recruiting class that we had signed. You can definitely listen more on that on some of the other channels on E2C network, but, He's going after guys with character, and that's what, you know, Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson, a lot of the guys on the defense, you know, that's what these guys are. 
they're good character guys who also are awesome at football. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, speaking of Derek Brown, he got the Lot Impact Trophy, which is for college football's best person, really in in with good character and also for performance. So, you know, you think about Derek Brown, he's an incredible impact player on the field, but also just has a great character about him. And uh, that's something that I think Derek Brown definitely hangs his hat on. Uh, and I'm sure at the next level, he's going to have those same accolades that he's a really good football player, but he's also a great person and wants to uh, help out his community and, and those around him. Um, let's talk at least from like a pretty high level. So Auburn fans, you know what to expect out of Minnesota's offense. Um, just a few stats to throw out there, um, just so you kind of know where Minnesota is coming from. So Minnesota is number two in scoring offense in the Big Ten during Big Ten play. So that's only behind Ohio State, who we think of as a pretty solid all-around team. So you're looking at a a really good offense um, that puts up about 175 yards rushing uh, in a game. Uh, They tend to be a little bit more run-heavy, but honestly, they love to pass as well. So you got a little bit of a balance there. Um, So Auburn's got to be ready for both the pass and run game. And then when you, you look at, Honestly, the the times that they've lost, um, it's fallen on the offense, which is kind of similar to Auburn. Uh, When we've lost games, it's more or less fallen on the offense and not being able to move the ball. So against both Iowa, uh, Minnesota was only able to put up 19 points. Uh, Wisconsin only put up against Wisconsin. They only put up 17. So under 20 points, both games, uh, and losing both of those. So you're looking at a team that has the high power. They're able to put up, I think they're averaging about 34 points a game. And, uh, then you have the, the subpar games and, uh, Auburn's definitely had the, their fair share of those as well this season. Um, so I'm curious to see how Auburn's able to stop them. Um, just because of, they seem like they can hit you from pretty much any angle um, offensively. Uh, one of the more interesting things about Minnesota's offense is they like to put uh, almost like a six offensive lineman package. So instead of, you know, the typical like five or so, uh, they've got a six guy in there, um, which tends to very much help out that run game, get that going. Um, but they've also got, like I said, they've got a couple very high power Uh, wide receivers and those wide receivers um, you're going to be looking at them and thinking oh goodness this this could be the the caliber of you know the top two or three guys that we face against Alabama Um, Rashad uh, Bateman and Tyler Johnson both have over a thousand yards Um, and because of that them being so high powered and just having so many yards it's hard for a team to put a lot of guys in the box so you can almost guarantee we're going to have to disguise some looks uh, so that uh, either we can bring some, some pressure or drop back in coverage uh, when they think we're bringing pressure. So it, it could be very interesting. And I'm sure Kevin Steele has been uh, watching them uh, so much film over the last uh, few weeks, just to figure out what, what are we going to do to stop um, Minnesota uh, on the defensive side for Minnesota? Just so you, you can kind of have an idea of what's uh, what they're what you're going to be looking at. Uh, they've been one of the better defenses as well um, in the Big Ten. Uh, 
unfortunately they won't have their key linebacker, which honestly could be a, a huge benefit to Auburn. Uh, so it's probably like the equivalent of if KJ Brett went down for Auburn um, and wasn't able to play in a bowl game. It's a, it's a guy that is, has been such an impact player. Uh, he's able to uh, point people in the right direction, get them set up correctly. Um, so that could be helpful for Auburn. Um, but at the same time, I'm sure Minnesota's got their guy that is uh, going to fill in there. Uh, also, Minnesota's secondary is ridiculous. They have 14 interceptions this season, and seven of them, seven of them came from Antoine Winfield Jr. He's an all, a unanimous All-American, uh, just like Derek Brown. Very phenomenal. Seven interceptions. Uh, one of them was a pick six. Um, already this season so you're looking at a guy that we probably don't want to be throwing to uh, his side of the field um, if he's anywhere close man uh, we, we better uh, I don't know put it right in there for our guy um, also for special teams uh, I just wanted to throw this out there they've got a new kicker um, somewhat relatively new uh, he he's kind of I mean he's he's not the best let's put it that way he's already missed a PAT um so you know he's only had seven kicks and he's already missed one of them so uh, for point after attempt so i don't know we'll we'll see how that goes if if it comes down to a field goal battle i have a lot more confidence in anders than i feel like minnesota would probably have in brock walter a walker um their kicker so it'll be really interesting uh, i'm curious to see if uh, it does come down to a, a field goal battle at the end um, Ben, let's jump into our players to watch, um, for offense, who are you going to be watching from Auburn's perspective? Uh, and how are you, what do you think their impact on this game is going to be? Uh, from a players to watch perspective, there's somebody that I could pick, but I think I'm going to go with Seth Williams. Cause I think we're going to open up the passing game and he's been, you know, the man to go yeah. after the target, the number one all year long. He just becomes more and more impressive every game, and so I expect Bo Nix to get the ball to him quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i looking at the bowl game last year. I think we have time to really plan this out. I think we'll have a pretty solid aerial attack, and, you know, running game will be solid too. Yeah, that's a solid pick. And I think just with how – I just have a feeling, especially with Chad Morris coming in, the pass game next year is even going to be more – of a threat. Uh, so I, I feel like we're probably going to start using guys in the wide receiver position a little bit more, even um, not to say that we're going away from the running game, because I feel like that's still super important for this offense, but I feel like that that's got to be like a dynamic uh, new change that, uh, that I feel like Chad Morris is going to bring. Um, and even from what I've heard, he's able to already kind of provide some insight into how to game plan for this this bowl game. Uh, the guy I'm going to be watching for offense is going to be, I mean, I was either debating between Bo Nix or I was going to go with Bowie Whitlow. Um, because I think if we, I don't know, I feel like Bo needs to have a solid game just in general. Um, but then I was also thinking like Bowie Whitlow, this could be a, a solid game for him that he could just really just show what he's worth um, in this, this final game uh, and get 
hundred plus yards in this game um, if we really get things going. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bo Nix. Honestly, I think that that's just kind of like my all around. Like if he plays well, um, I think it's it's got to be that that we win this game. Um, if he has a couple interceptions, I mean it's that's gonna be a tight one. Um, and from what all I've seen from Bo Nix, while he makes usually one mistake in a game like an interception he rarely makes that second one yeah um, bo nix sec freshman of the year it's a solid yeah, choice absolutely um so let's talk about defense ben who are you going to be watching on defense uh for this game uh how can i not pick Derek brown you know yeah i just want to see him play one more time i love that he's gonna be playing in this game yeah the impact that he's had all season long being the unanimous all-american i mean Derek Brown all the way. Yeah. I mean, I was going to pick Derek Brown. You can too. I think we can both pick Derek Brown. I feel like we should do. I mean, like I, I want to. It's a because, celebration. I mean, it's almost a celebration. I know we don't normally pick the same guy, but you can't just help but love what Derek Brown's done for Auburn. Um, and for him to come back, I feel like I, I'd be, I don't know, remiss if I didn't choose him to be watching <laughs> because like he's going to be, I know it's probably not going to be the flashiest thing, they're probably going to double team him, but Derek Brown always, always finds a way to break and just mess up plays. Um, and and you got to think with how much Minnesota loves to run the game, run the ball. Derek Brown's got to get in there. Uh, for special teams, who are you going to be watching? Uh, I got to go with the Australian Aaron. Of course, it is the Outback Bowl. <laughs> we are Team Bloomin' Onion. He said yeah. that's not a real thing, but I think it's going to be good. I just want to see him uh I don't want to see him punt very much. Maybe one or two times. But when yeah. he does, just boom it. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna kinda go off that because I, I think the punt game may come into play if uh our our defense, especially with guys, the seniors coming back, I feel like we're able to stop Minnesota a few times and get us set up for a big punt return from Christian Tut. We need it. We need it, guys. He's he's due. He's due for it. Let's make he it is. happen this game. Uh, for your score predictions, Ben, how are you feeling about the the score of this game? Do you have any ideas of how this game's going to go down? Like you had said before, uh, Auburn's favored by seven points, but if an Auburn team doesn't show up, it could be even closer. Now, I think that Gus and his buddy Chad get together and put together a game plan, just like we saw last year in the bowl game. I think he you know, comes out and we fire on all cylinders right off the bat and we just kind of blow this team out. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm saying we win. I know we're a seven-point favorite. I'm saying we win by 17. All right. It's pretty respectable. I mean, if we win by 17, how good would that make you feel? Hey, we got a 10-win season, beat uh, Minnesota, who even, what, four or five weeks ago was still in the playoff talks. Yep. Uh, So... You're talking about a that's a quality, I don't know, a quality season as a whole. Agreed. Great way to cap it off. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go that much, but I do think we will win, and I think we'll win by ten, 10 points. Is kind of what I'm feeling right now. Um, just with how how I think I feel like our offense, while it has its moments, has really started to kind of figure out, and it's it's kind of like how I'm watching the the basketball team um, this season. It, t- it took them a little bit to figure out, hey, we're not the high-running, gunning kind of team, but we can still win. Um, and I feel like Auburn football 
it's kind of the same way. Took them a little while to figure out um, what they wanted to do as far as offense. Um, and even when they, they didn't have guys, uh, even in the Iron Bowl, uh, specifically their wide receivers like Anthony Schwartz, it it still they, they were able to morph into something that was productive and able to move the ball down the field. So you, I got to just think that the offense is able to put it together and our defense hopefully hold uh, Minnesota to 20 or something points. All right. So we just kind of wrapped up the bowl game uh, down in Tampa, um, which I haven't even mentioned this, but I'm going down there. So should be a lot of fun. Um, I'll be going with my wife and uh, mom and dad. So we'll make a fun, fun trip out of that. Yeah. Cheer us on to victory. Have yeah. a fun adult trip. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the last time I was in Tampa, probably like eight, nine years ago or something. Um so looking forward to going down there and uh, cheering our Auburn Tigers on to victory. But speaking of Florida, guess who went to Florida? Kenny Dillingham. Well, FSU, Florida State University. So um, let's discuss that and, and him leaving and kind of the impacts of that. Um, what did you think initially when you heard the news? Were you shocked that Kenny left? Uh, I was not shocked. I thought he was only going to be here for a bit, and I loved it. Good for you, Kenny. Yeah. He got dilly dilly on down there with your buddy. <laughs> dilly dilly on down there. <laughs> nice. you, you opened up the door for us to bring in Gus's homeboy. And yeah. I, I loved it. I was yeah. absolutely. In fact, here was the thing is like if dilly dilly didn't leave, I was like, Chad Morris is coming here as an analyst because Gus right. wants him. You're like Gus right. talked to him the day that he was let go. He was like, look, dude, like it's all going to be good. We gotcha. Yeah. Yep. And I think there was even a statement I've read that Chad Morris, if Gus hadn't offered him uh, this position as offensive coordinator, that Chad Morris said that he probably would have just set out this next season. I mean, I think he would have gotten a even better buyout because of that. But also just to kind of I take uh, take a step back and figure out what exactly you're doing and, and what what went wrong so that the next time you get to a head coaching position, which I think uh, even in a few years, I feel like he, he can probably make it back there just with how much success he's had at offensive coordinator positions. Hey, so yeah, I think he he'll, comes, he'll get back there. Comes into Auburn, wins the national title. He'll go somewhere else. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what do you think one of the biggest impacts that Chad Morris has on this offense Um because there, there's a few that I can think of, specifically with passing game and how we use some of his uh, variants that Gus tends to not necessarily have in the passing game. But what what else are you kind of thinking that Chad makes his impact on our offense? I think the biggest thing that he'll have an impact on is the fact that Gus Malzahn respects his game. Okay. Gus Malzahn So, so you're kind of saying that... Or, he'll so listen. Kinda, okay, go. No, like I'm just, I'm just saying Gus will listen. Yeah. Gus will listen to Chad because he, I mean, I love Gus, but sometimes his play calling he'll get in his own head mm. and he won't listen to what anyone else says. He'll just do what he thinks he needs to do. Yeah. I think he'll listen to what Chad Morris has to say because you know, they came from an offensive background where Chad Morris built his offense based on Gus Malzahn's offense and they work together and you know, in the in the past in high school when they were doing this, he took notes from Gus. They talked 
quite a bit. That's why they're friends. And I think because they come from the same background, they have that camaraderie that Gus will listen to when it comes to, you know, preparation for games and game calling. I think that's great. I think that is fantastic as well. Uh, Not to say that I feel like Dilly Dilly or even Chip Lindsey, I mean, Chip Lindsey more, he ran the offense in parentheses, but it, but Gus was always second guessing what Chip Lindsay was doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you, you could see arguments between the mm-hmm. two of them during games. Yeah, and do you think that's? I mean, I just have a feeling like that. Even if they do that, it's going to be Chad saying, "Gus, why did you do that? That was so predictable. That like I could totally see that." And then Gus yep. would be like, oh, "Dang it, darn it!" <laughs> He'd be like, "Darn it, darn it, you're right." <laughs> yeah, not doing that again. Yeah. Um. Another. A way that I, I definitely see Chad coming in and making a huge impact on this offense has to be with quarterback development. Uh, he's been a, a guy that not only has recruited great quarterbacks, I mean, the one that you'll probably hear is Deshaun Watson, um, but he, he's he been a really good developer of quarterbacks as well throughout his career. Um, so I'm hoping that that's something that uh, he can end up helping Auburn with um, because we're always just – I don't know. Like, I feel like we always try to find, uh, oh, that that's the quarterback's issue or something. And I feel like if we can have a guy that comes in, says, Bo, hey, we're, we're here for you, and really kind of gets in sync with what Bo's already doing, um, I think that'll be a, a huge thing for him. For sure. Uh, let's talk about the early signing period uh, that happened. Uh, what is it now? A in this last week of recording this. Uh, so uh, if you want to listen to more, we're not going to go into great detail of what happened, but uh, if you want to get more detail, go listen to uh, the E2C networks boom tracker uh, with Dallas ham and Justin Hostler. Uh, both of those guys um, do a great job of just breaking down what happened. Um, so you can go look at our, your podcast feed if you haven't already listened to it and uh, just hear about, how Auburn did because there there were some really big guys that um, we got um, we got twenty two in total and uh, that's that's really cool to see so many guys signing early um, and big names I mean the big name that Ben and I both have have talked about um, even when he committed um, a while back was Tank Bigsby mm-hmm. um, and, and what do you think getting a guy like Tank does for uh, this running back group that I feel like is already pretty solid. Well, we've got guys right now that are finesse backs, and we have some downhill runners, but we don't have a guy like Tank Bigsby. I, it, it's been a while since we've had someone at this caliber that comes in ready to play right off the bat as a freshman to make an impact, and I think that's exactly what he'll do. I mean, the guy's huge. Uh, he runs with authority, and... <laughs> People either get out of his way or they get pushed out of his way, which is impressive. Yeah. I mean, going and watching some of his tape was just mind-boggling, right? Yeah. And revisiting it on signing day was just the same from when he initially committed. Like, the guy's a monster. And yeah. what a fantastic uh, pickup and fantastic recruit. I'm excited yeah. to see him on the field next year. And just to think how uh, how we already have so many great – running backs that are, are either have played already um, and boo low um, 
but now you have a guy that is coming in the number one running back in the nation, according to rivals. And this guy, you could, he might be able to even make a pretty solid impact, um, this next year, which would be really neat to have. Um, and just to think, I felt like while when we hired Cadillac, like it was a solid pick just because he was an, an incredible running back here at Auburn. But now to see him go out and get a guy like Tank Bigsby, uh, just crazy to to see a you know a newer guy in the coaching field like Cadillac to go out and find a guy and say hey we really want you we want to keep uh keep you at Auburn we want you to come here and make a really big impact on our run game um so i think that's really neat um another one that stood out to me was our tight end uh, JJ Pegues uh he's 6 foot 3 280 uh Gus described him as very versatile um, and he can do a lot. I mean, the, the things I've, I, I really love about a player that comes to Auburn tends to be somebody who can do not only something like blocking, but can go out for a pass, but can also run the ball if needed. You know, there's just weird, like they, they, they can pretty much do anything and everything, uh, that you ask them to do. Um, and it sounds like JJ is one of those guys. Um, a couple of our offensive linemen, um, it's really good to get a couple of them, uh, and we got a couple of them that are actually going to be coming into um, Auburn early in January. So get some of those guys with everybody, get them some reps, you know, that kind of thing. So um, really looking forward to having those guys on. Um, and I think just overall, I mean, I mean, Ben, I think I speak for most of the Auburn fan base, but wow, we got – an incredible class uh, that even despite even just a few weeks ago, uh, just so much negative energy was flying around. Um, Not sure if Gus is going to be the coach, those kinds of things. And yet you can just tell that despite all of that white noise, the, the players and the recruits just said, I don't care about this. I I don't. Gus is our coach. We love him. And uh, we're, we're going to play for him. And or for the recruits, hey, we're gonna come and play for Gus Malzahn. So uh, I think that's really neat. No, for um, sure, Gus closed it out really well. And this is just you know early signing. We've already bumped up so much from where we were, and we were expecting you know a lot of this. But there were even some surprises that came out of it too, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and some of those I think we came in almost expecting around twenty or so, and we ended up with twenty two. Um, and then we have a couple more that are uh, going to sign uh, in the you know the normal signing period or late signing period or whatever they're calling it now. Um, so really excited to uh, get this class in. Um, and like I said, there's even a couple of them that I think will make this impact or they make an impact their very first year um, here at Auburn. Um, and I love getting new guys in here, um, new abilities, new uh, skill sets. Um, so excited about that. Um, let's finish out this podcast with talking about some awards. Uh, we've mentioned a few of them. Bo Nix, SEC Freshman of the Year, very well-deserved. Um, ben, if you if I told you Bo was going to be SEC Freshman of the Year before the season got started, would you think that's a – like he's he's had – uh, like we would have gone to the playoffs or anything, or is that maybe too high of expectations? Uh, probably. 
you know, I expected us to do, well, let's say early on preseason, I was thinking, you know, 10 and two. And so we're here at nine and three, potentially a 10, one season. Super happy about it. This is kind of what I was expecting. You told me preseason that he'd be SEC freshman of the year. I would be like, all right, yeah, we're undefeated going into the, (laughs) into the national title race. So, you know, I think it's very well-deserved. I think Bo came in with a lot of uh, pressure and handled it well. The road games were tough. That's where he struggled. Besides that, man, he was excellent. Yeah, and you have to think that those road games made him uh, that much better um, because he's he's now, I feel like, a better player because he's got to experience that uh, 80,000, 90,000 fans yelling at you, uh, wanting you to do bad. And he's experienced that. So the next year when we go to Athens, when we go to Tuscaloosa, those are going to be times where I feel feel like Bo will have a better grasp on what's happening. Absolutely. Uh, Another guy, Derek Brown, we've mentioned him, the Watt Impact Trophy winner. Um, Also unanimous All-American. So crazy for both uh, of those awards. Um, Just kind of ashamed he didn't get more. um, But... And, you know, you, you get what you can. And uh, he's obviously going to be a legend around Auburn for a very long time. He's going to be a guy that I feel like I'm going to remember. I'm going to keep up with um, just because of uh, him. I don't know. The the way that he played at Auburn was just a, a very I don't know, worthy way of playing at Auburn. I don't know if that describes it well. But just like he he lived up to what people expected out of him, and that that always makes me happy. Kind of reminds me of even like I don't know last year um, uh, Deshaun Davis and kind of his way of playing. Just he's a good player on the field, smart, but also just a really good guy, and I always appreciate that. For sure. Uh, another guy, KJ Britt, uh, he got All SEC linebacker. Uh, so crazy to have him be an all sec linebacker with just the amount of talent that there is at linebacker uh just in the sec as a whole um for him to get that uh that he's an all sec linebacker that shows you how well he's played this season he may not have been the flashiest but he got into the backfield he disrupted things he directed traffic the way that a linebacker should and uh that's that's something that i I'm glad he got awarded um, the All-SEC linebacker. Uh, also, Cam Martin. So, Ben, <laughs> I bet you didn't expect me to say Cam Martin in an award. I but did not. <laughs> he didn't get the unicorn horn, so sorry, buddy. Nope. Uh, but he did get the 2019 Good Guy Award by um, the Auburn Beat Writer. So, at least he got that. Um, and that's, I was like, I don't know if I've heard this before. Maybe I have, um, but it's presented to the player who consistently uh, congenial, who's consistently consistently congenial and professional in his interactions with the media. Um, so, just a guy that you can tell, even despite the, uh, I don't know, even you and I, Ben, aren't the biggest Cam Martin fans on the field just because he was undersized he wasn't able to run between the tackles very well but despite all that he was very I don't know like he he kept a good head on his shoulders and I feel like 
if I was in his position, I probably would have left. I probably would have moved on to a different team. And yet he decided to stick it out with Auburn, uh, which I think is very commendable. Uh, And if anything, he was behind the scenes, that leader in the running back room uh, that, that definitely kept guys going and kept encouraging them uh, when they got down. So I'm glad he got uh, awarded for at least something, at least something his senior year for sticking around. Definitely. Uh, Good guy. A good guy. The good guy award. Most college athletes go pro and, you know, something besides the sport they play. So uh, good guy, Cam Martin. Maybe you can be a beat writer in the future. (laughs) Maybe. Um. And I know this isn't an award, but I just wanted to throw this in here at the end uh, before we get out of here. Um, But uh, unfortunately, Nick Coe, if you haven't already heard, has announced that he's going to go to the NFL and uh, he won't play in the bowl game. So um, he had a rather unfortunate year this season. Um, I felt like he he just didn't live up to what we were expecting out of him, uh, which was, you know, get tons of sacks get pressure on the quarterback and he got limited play um compared to guys like even marlin and Derek, where you're you were thinking last year okay hey we've got these three guys co brown and marlin and they're all gonna just get after the quarterback but unfortunately co just didn't have it in him this year only had 15 tackles three tackles for loss and didn't even record a sack so very disappointing season for him um, and I think most of that was, it seemed to be that, I don't know, he was in the doghouse. Is that how you saw it? It seemed like the coaches never were, at least this season, yeah, really well, into to playing with him. When you have a player and you sit him out because of his performance in practice, that, that mm-hmm. definitely sounds like doghouse to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't something like academics or where, you know, something else. It, yeah. I mean, you, you got to give your effort. On, on the practice field just as much. Uh, and it was obvious that Nick Coe just wasn't doing that. And that that's unfortunate. Like, I, I hope he, he's able to put his head back on straight uh, so that he can make a name for himself in the NFL because I, I would just have a very sour taste in my mouth if I was him. And this is how I went out of my college career. So, yeah, um, I feel bad for him for the year. I feel like uh, out of all the talented guys on defense that are going pro Nick Coe probably had the most to gain from the bowl game. Yeah. I would not have blamed Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown to sit out because what else do they have to prove? True. Uh, but I, I do hope Nick Coe goes pro and, you know, becomes the next Darius Slayton from Auburn. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, all right, Ben, anything else, anything else about the bowl game, uh, or any other news going on around Auburn? Ah, man, I'm uh, excited to play the Golden Gophers. I'm really excited that it's on New Year's Day. And, yeah, can't wait to have a 10-win season. Yeah, that's uh, that's our goal, 10 wins. And uh, I, I'm glad to see that the players have that in mind as well, um, just knowing the importance of coming in and finishing uh, what they've started. Um, and I think it's evident by a lot of the guys that were probably that are probably going to go to the NFL. They're coming back and playing for this bowl game. Uh, ben, before we go, do you want to give them your social media so they can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G and on game days or anytime we do basketball right now on Captain Plainsman. 
Yep. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?